three, two, two three, one, go. Let's go. <laughs> what is up, couch daters? Hey, everybody. May the fourth be with you. No, that's not today. I know, but it just <laughs> felt appropriate to say no, it's the beginning it's, of May. It's May 8th. You don't say that on... Is someone mowing outside? That's legit. What is happening right oh, now? Oh, is that... It's like a street thing? Like a car... Like a cement... Oh, it's like cleaning thing? the... I don't know what they're doing out there. I thought it was someone just straight mowing. Either way, happy May. May the 4th. No, can you stop saying that? It's Grab the a eight. cold one <laughs> and open it. Oh man! And let's all cheers to cheers a beautiful month of May. May, uh, flowers. April showers bring May flowers. And a whole lot of allergies. And a whole lot of allergies <laughs> for not for me. I just have a stuffy nose, but allergies for. Joey. A stuffy nose and some fluffy ass hair. <laughs> <laughs> I just laughed into the mic. Um, yeah, my hair is really fluffy. <laughs> I washed it, so it's like really, and I didn't put, I usually put product in it, but I didn't today. That's the, that thing is purring right now. It's, <laughs> it's alive. Yeah, it is fluffing. Oh, I look like my brother's. Um, <laughs> so good. I gotta be honest that sometimes I listen back to our podcasts and they're pretty, well, I'm pretty boring. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's really hard for me. <laughs> This is why it's called a couch date. I know. But... The title gives off the expectation. I don't know. That People probably thinking they don't, they don't ever want to go on a date with me. Which is good. That's fine. They don't have to. But man. So. Just be honest with you. Okay. That. If you think that it's boring, I also think it's boring. <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> We're on the same page. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, try. Uh, this is the reason I'm not really good at like um, just conversation in general. Just straight, just conversation. I'm just not good at it. Um, in person, like at work, for example, people will be like going back and forth, coworkers talking, whatever. And I'm really pretty quiet. And a lot of it too is because most of people's conversation is like gossip. Yeah. And I just don't ever have anything to say about yeah. it. Like I'm not, I just don't think that way Yeah. to like gossip about people. Mm -hmm. And there's sometimes a couple things I can like chime in and be like, oh, I appreciate that about you. Well, I could be like, oh, that person did like a funny thing earlier. You know, like I can kind of chime in, but like most of the time, the things people come up to say, I'm like, I just don't even care. Or like, I, I don't have any comments about that. Like I have nothing to chime in. So I'm not like, I'm just not 
because that usually is the majority of people's conversation i have a hard time having conversation yeah um but then the other reason is like i just have a really hard time thinking on the fly like i process really slowly and so for these types of situations that's mostly the issue is that like i'm just processing really slowly and i process slower at night i think so that's not helpful um but that's like part of the reason why i script out my sermons i was thinking about this while i was cooking my macaroni i script out my sermons like write them like a and i read i read from them because i can't just i can speak on the fly but it's like you hear my podcasts it's very like slow and like Mm -hmm. there's spaces of like nothing or like it's kind of lulling along like that's how my natural speaking rhythms are yeah so in order to like give a sermon i have to write it out yeah so that's what i was thinking through while i was making macaroni just now um was that the podcasts are hard for me because they're not written out right like it's like on the fly kind of so it's and yeah you get my natural awkward processing (laughs) so yeah i wonder if it's also part of the hurdles that you um you like to say things that are correct and so there's part there's partially like the hurdle that you have to hop over when you're sort of freestyling and making sure that whatever you're saying is sound according to your beliefs yeah i don't and i think it's really hard for someone like you who already processes really slow yeah you also have that hurdle where you're just yeah there's a lot of clearances that something has to get through yeah (laughs) like it has to pass a few clearance points yeah (laughs) but i would say like most people like most most podcasters and whatever like they just say things and then they get crap for yeah for whatever they said for whatever they say um and that's just kind of how it is but in reality, like, I mean, I haven't been on a date with someone like this. I'm sure dates and, you know, people who go on dates like this exist where, like, even on a date, people want their conversation to be so cut and clean, accurate to their beliefs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. But when you and I are hanging out with friends and whatnot, like we'll round robin and just kind of like yeah. talk about things and if someone says something stupid somebody else calls them out for it and they might push back or be like yeah you're right um so in the in light of like hanging out with friends or like when you and i go on dates and stuff like it's sort of this free-spirited conversation yeah but the the cool thing with like a group of people is that I will often just sit back and listen. Like, there are lots of times, like, if I think back at, like, when we were at Thai food, everyone's going around talking, but, like, I wasn't talking. Yeah. Like, the majority of the time, I wasn't talking. Yeah. Because that's just the way I am. Yeah. Like, I just tend to be more on the 
observer side. Right. And so the more people, the easier that is to do. Like, you know, other people can jump in. But when it's just you and I, it's like, someone's got to respond. <laughs> it's supposed to be me. <laughs> but I don't have anything to say. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what's hard for me. It's challenging. Absolutely. Because um, often it's not that I'm filtering. I just have nothing in my brain. That's it, that's like often yeah, 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 the yeah, case. Yeah. It's, I, I'm not like filtering. I just don't have anything yes. in my brain. It's just so a blank. Like it goes back to one of our earlier podcasts when we we're talking about communication mm-hmm. and the values of communication. Like Pacific Islanders value communicating a point over word for word communication being right and accurate and like said well and like you know your vowels in the right spots and (laughs) all that jazz right yeah um it makes me think about when we're talking over podcasts and people are listening they listen they're attracted to podcasts according to their talking styles. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. I think too, yeah, like when, have you ever been around people, besides me, lots of people are like this, where they're like telling a story or they're telling something and you're kind of just like, is that it? Like, was that the story? Yes, (laughs) yeah. Because, And I used to be even more like that as like a young teenager. Yeah. Like, and I wouldn't, I would barely ever tell people things because I didn't know how to tell them. Mm. Like, like when I told things, I didn't know how to like wrap it up Mm. or to like make it a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I'm telling them a fact or like telling them something that happened, but I don't know how to make it a story. Mm. It's just something that happened. Mm -hmm. But then when you tell things, they're like automatically a story even if it's just something simple because of the way you say it. Yes. Like you said, what your point is, like you're emphasizing certain things and you're, you're making the listener feel, feel something, what you're trying to convey of like, it doesn't really matter about the facts of the story. Like you say, and then I climbed, you know, this cliff that was like a hundred feet tall. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't, maybe it was 20 feet tall, but you're showing them like, this is what it looked like and felt like. Yes. Right? Yes, so yes, that, yes, yes, yes. so then the listener can be like, oh my gosh. Because now they're feeling what you felt when you were there. Yeah. And that's your goal. But for me, my goal has always been like to tell them the facts of the story accurately. Data. Which are boring. <laughs> which are like boring and no one cares. Data intellectual <laughs> all that stuff which yeah. honestly there's a whole lot of people that you know they appreciate that some the, people really value that yeah but it's just funny cause it's like you just don't make a good conversationalist though when you're like that yeah <laughs> it's like was that the story bro <laughs> is that it <laughs> it's over <laughs> <laughs> i didn't feel anything with that. so story. i have to purposely especially at work when i'm with like certain coworkers who are who i know communicate that way I have to purposely be like, oh my gosh, guess what? Something happened. Mm. Like I, I make it like this deal that I would never naturally really do. Yeah. 
but I try to do that yeah. so that they'll like bond with yeah. me. But that's the only reason I do it. It's really interesting. I have to like consciously do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's really interesting. <laughs> so weird. But anyway, communication is hard. Communication is really hard. <laughs> I, I'm thinking about like you and I and our communication. Mm-hmm. And you had to learn how I communicated. Yeah. I had to learn how you communicated. Yeah. We found a middle ground. Would you say that we communicate pretty well now in this stage of our like, you know, marriage relationship? Yeah, I think we've, uh, we've, um, We've got to the point where I we... asked that question so insecure. Would you say that we insecure? <laughs> good? I mean, we we communicate well now. <laughs> no, I think we've gotten to the point where when you're like your best friends with someone or whatever, and you like you just like communicate the same way now. Yeah, we've gotten to the point where we communicate the same way. Right. Um, to each other. Maybe to other people, you'd switch it up. But, like, to me, we communicate the same. Um, Or at least we, like, understand each other, like, perfectly well. I don't think we've ever, like... We don't really hardly ever miscommunicate. Right. It's more like... Partly because we're both really blunt with each other. Will you ghost me sometimes... Excuse me? So something that Joey does when Joey's like under stress is he'll just disassociate (laughs) and like ghost people to avoid dealing with the issue. So sometimes you ghost me and I know you're like, I used to be confused, but now I just know what you're doing and I don't really take it to heart. Uh It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So it's like, oh, Joey's not talking to me about this specific thing. That's probably because he's stressed about it and he's not wanting to address the issue. Oh, well, whatever. And I just let it go. (laughs) Because, like, I know when you do that, it's because you don't want to talk about it. And I could push you to talk about it. But most of the time, it's just like, whatever. I don't really care. Like, I'll just we'll just talk about it when he's done like when it i don't know most of the time i can kind of like just let you ghost me yeah but i know but i'm letting you like i'm allowing it to happen oh my gosh (laughs) wow (laughs) that's so good so i have a question okay and maybe we could deep dive into this Kind of a random question, so it's going to blindside you a bit. Oh, no. Just to prepare yourself. Okay. So my question is, what is, what are the qualities of a, what are the qualities of a great leader in your eyes? Hmm. Um, there are like, I think there are different types of leaders. So I think that there are some qualities that you could say are like 
kind of across the board, but then I think you you get into qualities that it depends on like what they're leading or like what their position is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like a general quality across the board would be someone like with integrity and someone who's humble and someone who's um like i guess honorable good character but i think then it then it kind of breaks down to like okay are they the leader of a city or like a church or president like i don't know because i think sometimes different qualities might be for like being a small group leader versus like being the president you know Mm -hmm. because they're just yeah i think i think i don't know because because when i'm thinking of like church church uh, leadership church leadership yeah yeah I think automatically like shepherd qualities. Okay. But if I'm going to translate to that, to like the president, I wouldn't necessarily think shepherd qualities. Yeah. It's going to be like a different type of leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like why I was thinking it kind of depends a little bit. Hmm. There's some general stuff, but like a shepherd leader is very much like a, um, or like a servant leader um, is, is... I think shepherd leader and servant leader are slightly different. Yeah. Um, 100%. And they could be better for different types of roles, right? Yeah. Like a servant leader could be better for... um, Marriage. (laughs) Yeah. And and someone like leading a... um, Like leading a group to a... On like a mission... type of thing yeah right 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 whereas like a shepherd someone leading a group like in discipleship yeah 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 like in growth and discipleship whereas um a servant leader would be leading someone like on mission Mm -hmm. to accomplish something that could even be on a work in a work sense like on a team yeah they need to be a servant leader like lead by example like be the first to like la-di-da and then I don't know the term, like I'm not sure of a good term, but like for someone who's in like a presidential role or something very like, um, like a king, you know, like someone like, like in a, like a leadership where it's like, they almost have to have like qualities of like a, a general or a commander. There has to be, yeah, there has to be like, it's not really like a shepherd thing yeah, and it's not really like the servant leader thing, although that's all good. So that's all good, but it's like. They have to have that commanding, yeah, 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 like strong. Mm-hmm. That I don't, I just don't know of a, of a good, of a good word for that one. But yeah, but no, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I I totally agree. Um, I'm mainly thinking of church leadership right now. Yeah, and in that context, I'm like, that's kind of why my my brain first went to like, oh, there's lots of types of leaders who would. There's lots of qualities, right? Yeah. Because at first you want to be like, well, the best type is the type that I am. <laughs> you know? Like, but that's just not true. Like, 
there's a lot of people who have leadership qualities that are different than my leadership qualities. Yeah. And those are really good for their context. Yeah. So that's why it's like, there are some that go across the board, but like for me, I think I have leadership qualities that are valuable, but work in the context that I'm supposed to be in. Um, but other people are really good leadership qualities. Like they're, they're, you know, assertive and they, they're, um, they have like strong, like, I can't think of the word, but like wanting to go headfirst into like conflict yeah, and like resolve it and mm-hmm. like find like, you know, whatever. Um, they're not, you know, they don't have that fear to like address problems and like yeah, that type of leadership qualities. Um, I don't have those, but I think those are really valuable in a lot of, a lot of leadership in the church or wherever. Yeah. I mean, you're like that kind of. Yeah. You want, it's like a justice mentality of like seeking justice. Yeah. Um, so like a leader, I guess would, yeah, would like seek justice. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a good leadership quality to have. Um, and then like seek. But I'm not talking generally. I'm talking like for you. Okay. Well, you said the church, so that was general. Well, yes, but you're in church, but you're not the pastor or whatever, and you have to follow a church leader. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm in the church now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So you're I'm, in the church so I'm in now. The church, and I'm in the, I'm in the pews. Yes. And, and in your in my I, opinion, what does a good leader look like? Yeah. What's that? What are the ideal that qualities? I could follow? Yeah, that you would happily follow. Um, I, one of the best leaders in my mind that I don't really like necessarily look up to like a ton of people, but one of the best leaders in my mind is AJ Swoboda. Uh Uh-huh. Um, because he's very like humble, but he's very, very like intellectual and wise yeah um but it's like he questions everything but is and is very honest um about everything that he's questioning and what he's presenting Mm -hmm. so it's like this very raw honesty and this very like well like thought through thing like it's not just he's saying things yeah um so there's like you trust there's like a trustworthiness and like trusting what he's presenting because it's coming from like an honest place and like a raw place and um he's very humble so i think that, yeah that for me would be like a description of mm. a leader that i would like look up to mm-hmm and follow. Mm-hmm. I love you, that. <laughs> what about you? What about me? I think um, some of the qualities that you listed, so like someone who is humble, someone who is a person of integrity. Um, but I don't like, I don't like the idea. I get kind of, 
when people say person of integrity um gives me cringe a little bit it is kind of yeah only the and i love the idea we like integrity is super important yeah but it becomes this like it's honestly too subjective integrity to some people looks totally different to other people yeah i yeah i can see that and not only that but then there's this um this especially in the church there's this weird pressure integrity no longer looks like being a person of you know your character is the same inside and out Mm -hmm. who you are alone is the same in public Mm um like there's that sense of 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 integrity but where i feel like the pressure in my experience in the christian church is that integrity no longer becomes this idea of like um of like sound character yeah and it becomes more like duplicating and imitating other leaders yeah and for me, like when um, I'm around people, and that's why it gives me the cringe is because I've been around too many people who are like, man, we're looking for people, you know, leaders with people that are, you know, have are people of integrity. Their, their, their character is great, this or that. Yeah. But really they're looking for people who look like them, believe like them, talk like them. Um, it's interesting because I don't, I don't think integrity externally looks the same yeah i think i think integrity is this deep internal thing and it is fleshed out differently based off of every person's own like humanity yeah but at the end of the day it's going to you know it's going to accomplish the same things like it's going to look out for the good it's going to be you know, someone who's seeking their own good that, you know, this is that. They're not a liar. They're not this or that. They're yeah. a person of honor. I think it's the same concept with um, purity. Uh-huh. It's the same. It's the same concept of, like, when you say it, you mean, like, I. if I said someone of purity or whatever, like, I would mean that they were, like, in you know, a person of integrity and they were a person of honor and like they were a person of all these things. But when you say it, people would think something different. Like you're saying, like it's a buzzword, like integrity, where they like, it's all, it's all about how you, how they perceive you and how you look. And yeah, that's purity the- looks different. Like you're saying, like yeah. it'd be some like integrity and purity is similar where it's like, it's going to look, you're not even really necessarily going to be able to see it the same in every yeah. person. Yeah. It's going to look different in everyone. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like we've ran in circles and, um, you know, in circles for the past 12 years. And so much of what I've seen more often than not is when people mention, you know, being a person, a leader of good character, a person of integrity what they're looking for is like do they reflect my own values yeah do they reflect you know fill in the blank 
and really it's this it becomes this thing of like assimilation yeah it becomes this thing of us versus them and so you can here's something you can teach you could teach someone character but and teach someone else integrity but they don't believe the core things that you believe yeah and that's why i get this sort of like cringe feeling whenever um i hear that like in the church and whatnot uh-huh. is because i know what they mean yeah when they're saying we you know leaders are you a person of integrity yeah. more often they're not they're the question they're really asking is do you believe what we believe yeah are you behaving the way we want you to behave yeah and that's not integrity yeah that's it's freaking cult-like behavior bro yeah that's like yeah are you following our standard or not yeah and i think that's um in my experience as a person of color hey we're still in the month of aapi so it is appropriate to bring up this discussion yeah it's always appropriate (laughs) yeah yeah but in my opinion one of the major things with um one of the major divisions between the white church or white leaders and black leaders is this very thing yeah yeah and no yeah the they have their your white european american whatever you want to call it standard of what is integrity what is what is good character yeah you could even say and for so long for literally like literally too long but like not even figuratively literally anything that was of black culture was considered bad character. No, that's what I'm, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. So it didn't matter if it's like, no, literally everything about that culture is bad character for so long. Like that's literally what they're referring to. Because not even like hinting at it. Like literally. Because two things. Because um, black Christianity looked different and then also because they wouldn't bend the knee to like surrender their own things, their own values, their own expressions, etc. Because they wouldn't do those both of those things. The white evangelical church was left one thing and just saying, that's not integrous. Yeah. That's it's not same with Native Americans as well. Um, yeah. Indigenous people. It's like that phrase that was the phrase that led them to um, start those schools. And I can't remember the name of the schools that they started for Boarding Native schools. I think they have a different name, but it. it was like they were like hosted by cat think catholic churches but it was schools for the native people and they would teach them to be um to speak english and to like um 
get rid of all of their culture. Yeah. And the phrase that they would say was, kill the Indian, save the man. Oh my goodness. So they believed that what they had to do was kill everything that was native to save the soul of the man that was inside. Wow. The only the only redeemable thing about that person was that they did have a soul. But everything else was uh like we're saying, yeah. bad character. Wow. Everything else. Right. So at first they were just killing just killing everyone like killing all the natives and then someone and i can't remember who it was started the phrase kill the indian save the man so they were saying like we need to actually not just destroy them all but we actually need to like redeem the little bit of them that's good wow and so that was like at least a step (laughs) better than just killing and destroying everyone sort of um but still really bad so it's the same though, so that same concept yep. is the exact same with black yeah. culture. Yeah. They wanted to kill everything that was black culture, African culture, wherever, and save, you know, that little bit of soul that was like that they could make white, that they could make European. Wow. Um, because that would make them a person of good character. Wow. So it's like, that's not, that's, that was literally not figuratively what they were trying to do for years and years and years. Yeah. Um, until finally, like, yes, like, racism is still rampant across the world, across the nation, but at least there is a turn in the sense that, the majority is beginning to understand that we're not trying to stomp out people's culture, um, but that their culture is to be honored. Yeah. And like, at least there's that turn. Yeah. But, but for so long, they didn't believe that they believed they, they should, that their culture was bad character. Right. Every other culture except white European was bad, cult, bad character. Yeah. Like, Oh, you know, they're praying this way. They're talking this way. They're saying these types of things. They're doing Mm. these types of activities. All of it is bad character unless it's lined up with the popular, whatever, evangelical way of the time. Yeah. Whatever it was. Uh And so we see today, like, the continued effects of that. Yeah. Like it's still, um, even though the mass majority believes that culture should be honored, they don't realize, this is why we call it like systemic racism, because it's like in everything and you don't even see it and you don't even realize it half the time. But even though you say culture is to be honored, you are also like simultaneously dishonoring people's culture by certain small things that you say and do. Yeah. And this is just one of them in the church of like having this standard. And then when someone comes from a culture like you, you know, Islander culture where 
there are certain things and ways that um, just don't, it just isn't white European, you know, uh, what's the word? Like proper, yeah, you know, right. Proper activity. Yeah. 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 yeah, <laughs> that yeah. The church sees that as not integrity. Right. Because you might want like to dance. Right. You know, and party. A really good example of this <laughs> is there are, um, two mega churches, uh, not mega, like, you know, Joel Steen style, like 20,000 person churches, but you know, like six to 10, I mean, six, 7,000 people churches. So still really, really large, but not like mega. Um, but I literally saw this there. Nobody was comparing this, but I saw one Instagram post, uh, and then a, sep- a totally separate, and I connected the dots just now, mm-hmm. is, uh, I won't say the name of the churches or the name of the pastors, but one church is pastored by a white guy, the other is pastored by a young black guy. They, the pastors did the same, they're doing the same things. They're essentially like risking a whole lot of their budget, like the church budget, and risking like they're even like, um, man, I can't think of the te- the actual terminology right now. But they're risking their church building, their church property, uh-huh. on behalf of starting other churches. And this, the uh, the white pastor, white male pastor, is older, and. The sentiment around this older white pastor risking everything was he is he's a lot of faith he has a lot of faith he's mm-hmm. really brave uh-huh. this young black pastor that was doing a night and he's not young he's probably like you know 45 uh-huh. so i mean that's that's older but that's not like young um it's what we call middle-aged yes there we go <laughs> He's a middle-aged man. <laughs> and this middle-aged black pastor Cute. did the same thing. And some people are like, he's reckless. Mm-hmm. He, you know, saying things like he's making he's making a big mistake. Like this is this is reckless what he's doing. Yeah. They did the exact same thing. They're doing the exact same thing. But the white pastor was Man, he's a, he has a lot of faith. Yeah. <clears throat> and this is this idea of like integrity. Yeah. This idea of like, how are they handling, how are these pastors handling church finances? How are they caring for the mission? How are they caring for their flock? Mm-hmm. And both of them were risking a whole lot. And based off of that, the white pastor was seen as a person of faith and the black pastor was seen as reckless. Wow. And the reason why I say that is because it's even stronger evidence that like when people talk about like when there is this talk of in the evangelical church of integrity, being a person of integrity, 
that's really just language that is coded in saying, do they act like us? Do they talk like us? Yeah. Do they believe like us? And I think there is a way. Not only think it, but I know there is a way. We've seen it. Like you and I have seen it. Like there is, uh, there is a there is a way for people to be people of integrity, who think differently, believe differently, yeah, even act differently. Yeah, and I think that's really big. And it, that leads me back to like the big question is like, as we sort of all kind of reflect on that, being like, what if we were just a congregant sitting in a church and we could imagine our ideal church leader. Uh What, what really like our answer, what informed that? What informed that answer? Uh Was it really like biblical values that did that? Was it the heart of God that did that? Was it white evangelicalism that, you know, we've been so indoctrinated in that we're just saying these things, but we don't even, you know? Yeah. So it's interesting to think about. Yeah. I. Uh, it's a long pregnant pause. Are you saying going to say something? Well... I had like thoughts back like 20 to 40 seconds ago. <laughs> and I can't remember what they were. Because mm. um, then when you said that at the end, I was thinking about that. Yeah. But here's what I was saying. The point of is like what you were saying in the very beginning, uh-huh. like honor is like a universal thing. Yeah. Like it could be all types of people, all types of colors, you know, male, female, whatever. They believe differently. They think differently. They act differently. Yeah. But are they, are they people of honor? Mm-hmm. Are they people who are humble? Like, yeah. that's another universal one. Um, and I know that you don't like the word um, integrity because you just explained that for the last 20 <laughs> minutes. But, like... Excuse me. We were both talking. I know. I know. But, like, you could still use that word. You don't yeah. want. You don't want to use that word. No, I love that word, actually. You just explained for 20 minutes how you don't want to use that no, word. No, 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 no. What I Which ex- is fine. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm asking because I'm curious. What, what I... Oh, okay. Like, could uh, you use that word still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you totally could. I think it's really important to ask, what do you mean by integrity? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I just think um, sometimes words, it's like we don't even want to use them because they're just so, like... They're just so badly used. Um... Like purity, I really don't use that word because it's just really gonna like carry so many connotations. Yeah, it's just gonna confuse people to say it. Yeah, um, and integrity could be like that, and that's why I asked because I wasn't sure if like you really would like just not even say that. 
Yeah. Or would you? I, I don't. I'm not triggered by it. Um, oh, really? You disagree? No, I. <laughs> I'm honestly not in- triggered by it because I love the sentiment of integrity because I think integrity is so valuable. It's central for like church leadership. Yeah. Or leadership of anywhere. <clears throat> no, I I totally get it because people have said they've said it in church circles like and and meant something just totally weird but when i say it i'm thinking of um that concept of um i think it's that people use it for like um uh, like working with metal or like working with what the heck are you saying? Uh-huh. Like a substance like that. Uh-huh. And integrity means that it like oh, can hold. Yes. Yes, or like yes, yes, like yes, it yes, can yes. like hold and like it doesn't break or like it, it can, or it's like through it's, I can't remember. I'm, I'm like, th- I'm just doing this off memory of like barely remembering from like being a teenager and hearing a sermon about it, but um, that it like <laughs> is the same all the way through, you know, like it's, yeah. it's, Inside and out, Man. it's the same. You remember that sermon illustration? I did. Way to go, you <laughs> well, barely. I can't. <laughs> I can't really remember it. Obviously, but that's what I think of when I say integrity. I think of that um, something is the same on the inside as it is on the outside. Right. Um, I said that earlier. Someone's behaving yeah. like like you're saying it's a behavior thing, but it's to me it's not like it's not like a behavior like standard, but it's that they're behaving, exactly. they're behaving the same way on the inside as they are on the outside. It doesn't really have a standard to yes. it. It's just that it's the same. So <laughs> integrity is not a trigger to me, but it is a pet peeve. Yeah. Cause I understand people use it. It's a pet peeve because one of the big things is like when people within the church, church leaders are sort of, you know, judging or measuring someone's integrity, oftentimes they're basing it off of like their actions. How have they acted on the outside? Um, How has their behavior been? And behavior is a big tell, but it's not the major tell. Yeah. Like behavior doesn't paint the whole picture. Right. And that's, that's like you're saying that they have to then create like the standard for what what behavior is like decidedly like unintegrous or whatever. That's not even what integrity means. Integrity just means being like this de- definition says integrity is the state of being whole and undivided. Love that. Um, that's a great definition. That's just one, one of them, but it's like, it's, yeah, it's like not being a split personality, yeah. you know, being someone different than the you, same than person. you really are. Yeah. So if you're a piece of trash and you act like a piece of trash, <laughs> then you're being integrous. <laughs> like that's integrity. Like it's not good. Like you're not a good person, but at least you're not pretending. But at least your trash is integrous. <laughs> At, at least there that's true he's a person of integrity but he's trash 
that's so good he doesn't try to hide it at all <laughs> yeah that's so true but see i would say that person is a person of integrity because they're honest that's what i'm saying they are though yeah they are like that is when when you just are who you are you're being an integrous Bro. person and that person it is just so may not much... be a likable person yeah <laughs> but you're and that's honestly, integrity like there's this idea of like some leaders are kind of assholes yeah which and, at least they're and that mean that doesn't mean like they're evil of heart they're just you know a bit brash a bit blunt yeah um yeah they don't really maybe they may not care about people's feelings that much or whatnot or maybe they do but they just are really upfront yeah um and some you know softies are like well that pastor's an asshole mm-hmm. um at least he's honest about it you know yeah like i this is such a value of mine where it's like if I were to answer that question, I would just want someone to be the same as they are with me yeah. as they are with everyone else. Uh-huh. And not that like I want to be treated differently. That's not so much it. I just want, I value that the person is the same with everyone else. Yeah. That they're just the same person. At least they're an asshole to everyone. Yeah. At least, you know, like, I think that's commendable. I think that's great. Yeah. I, that's, yeah. And I think that's what I meant when I said it, too. It was just, like, someone who's the same. Um, yeah. Who I doesn't Who doesn't put on a an act, I guess. Yeah. And... Um... That's hard to find. It's hard to find. Um, it's hard to find. You want to know the reason why? We should break the fourth wall. Well, why? Let's do it. For people who are out there who aren't church leaders, pastors. It's hard to do that. Not put on a front or whatnot. Because the majority of pastors... The majority of pastors, first of all, don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Secondly, and most importantly, these pastors feel like they won't be accepted well, as they truly are. They won't, to a degree. <laughs> Okay, what do you mean by that? Well, how many times, and you and I have heard this, how many times have people said to you, you're a pastor, why don't you act like it? Oh, yeah, it's true. If you're ever acting... Man, if I had a nickel for every time someone had, <laughs> I'd have like a dollar. <laughs> but at least it's a dollar. <laughs> yeah, they have a well-earned dollar. But it's like the most. I think that's that's a pet peeve of mine. Mm. It's like one of the most annoying things is when someone's like, "You're a pastor. Why don't you act like it?" 
like, what are you talking about? Chill out, Marge. Like, you think I'm supposed to just sit and like read the Bible all day? Like, and not have an opinion about anything? Like, it's so weird. Yeah. And so, but, but that people, most, I think, maybe most people would think that a pastor has to be because they've been all taught this yeah growing up in churches and just whatever it's like the standard yeah the integrity that they think that the pastor is all supposed to be this like this holy you know like just perfect angelic like always smiling person yeah and always like with words of like thou shall love one another (laughs) and do unto others (laughs) praise be (laughs) go in peace my loves oh my gosh (laughs) blessings on all of your heads (laughs) and all of your children oh my gosh and that's like what they expect you to act like all the time because I don't know that's what like that's what people are taught too so i don't like blame them kind there's of. just a huge problem it's huge because it's like it's it's uh what's that word like it's it's a cyclical problem yeah it just yes. keeps like repeating because people people think that they're supposed to be that way and then pastors act that way yes. and pretend that way because people because expect people expect that. that yeah and then people see it and then people think it and then people act like it and yeah. then they just continue to pretend and act and like yeah and there's then, there's a handful of re- people who really do act like that because right. they're you know mother teresa and they're you know steve shell and they're just like very precious people yeah who are that, they're just naturally that way yeah and then there are people who are naturally like you know a little harsh a little rough around the edges like you know dave each yeah shout out it was just like <laughs> it's just like they have a little more grit yeah and they're naturally that way you know and then there's people who are naturally like other ways you know yeah and it's just yeah no 100 percent. of course there's there's people who truly are like genuinely sweet sweet little precious yeah pastors yeah so there's <laughs> there's the problem for the pastors and church leaders they 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 themselves are in this predicament where they can't fully be themselves yeah. and so they have to put on a front yeah but then the other pro- problem the other major problem that continues to cultivate that make this thing like a cyclical problem is really a systemic problem within the church is church people expect their pastors to be something yeah and the problem is, here's the major problem. They expect the pastors to be something for them. They have these high lofty expectations because at the end of the day, they themselves don't want to do the work 
to be those people. Yeah. It's really what it is. So it's this church, church people, and the church leaders who are all just putting on a front. (laughs) And it's not like that because there are some legit churches. Yeah. There really are. Like there are incredible church communities who are leading really well and leading really um, transparent. Yeah. And leading with integrity. Yeah. Um, but this has been the major problem. Yeah. This has been a major problem. Yeah. That's the word I was trying to think of earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It's just perpetual problem of expectations and then trying to meet people's expectations. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm thankful that we kind of have started our church community with just kind of like a expectation that we're not going to be we're not going to be who we aren't you know yeah and that we're going to be real people yeah that's been really nice well there's been almost every single person in our church almost every single person in our church community that has like her still here or has come through and has gone for whatever reason almost every single person has said to us that they really appreciate like we lead from our humanity like they didn't say that like they'll see things like shout out to Lisa I know she's listening Lisa (laughs) is always I mean she said multiple times to us she's like one of the things that I love about both of you is that like you guys own your humanity Mm. Um, and that's it man like the problem with church leaders putting on a front is that's hypocrisy yeah the problem with church goers church congregants expecting something of leaders that they aren't that's hypocrisy it's just this continual thing of hypocrisy what is the number one reason why non-church people don't like Christians, hypocrisy. Yeah. And so there has to be this like level, there has to be this level of like church leaders being able to be freaking humans. Yeah. It is also like idolatry too, I think. Ooh. I think it is. I think some of our people who've come through, I notice that sometimes they have a little bit of like a um, moment of like, oh, this, these, these pastors, these leaders are a bit real that I'm not sure I'm comfortable. You know, like I can tell, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like they'll have the moment of kind of like, oh, they're they're very real yeah i don't know and 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 i I can see the processing like i'm not sure if i'm comfortable with this or not 100 percent. like am i gonna be able to like learn from these people Mm -hmm. when i can tell that they're just humans Mm -hmm. like me um am i gonna be able to be pastored and shepherded and whatever by these people when they're not above me yeah you know they're not really showing themselves to be above me right um 
how do I do that? And I could see people, almost everyone that comes through, I can kind of see them kind of like teeter back and forth with like, how do I, where do I put them? Like, where do I, they're, they, they're used to putting someone up on a, some a sort of pastor pedestal yeah. type of thing that we've just all like learned to do. Yeah. And they're kind of like, but I can't really do that with them. Partially because our community is very like friendship based and like friendly. It's, it's like, it, it's very hard to put a friend on a pedestal. Right. <laughs> so it becomes like that moment of them. Like, how do I, how do I do this? Is this okay? Is this okay? Can I, can I do this? And then they get, they get past that. And then they like, yeah, they just like thrive. Wow. You've seen that too, huh? Yeah, I have. I've seen it click. Yeah, it clicks yeah. for them. They're like, wow, this is church. Mm-hmm. Like at first they're like, this isn't really church. That's kind of what they probably, like I could see them be like, this isn't really church. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, this is church. Uh-huh. Like this is church. Uh-huh. It's just community. Like that is church. Uh-huh. And then they're like, oh, okay. Like I can like, no one's no one's ever said that to me or to Joey, but we we could see it. Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, these are my people. This is church. Like this is community. This is Right. And 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 Joey and Hannah are are helping us grow, you know? But like to put a I mean, they're, they're, they're here to pray for us or they're helping us grow. But like beyond that, it's like, they're, they're not above us in that sense that we're used to putting a pastor above. I don't know. It's pretty cool. I love it. (laughs) Still. What? (laughs) I was just going to say, so yeah. (laughs) So yeah. (laughs) So yeah pretty cool that's pretty cool well i think that's a wrap that's a wrap for this one that's a wrap for this one a little bit shorter of one but um just as good just as good yeah i personally love this one i think i have i haven't listened through i haven't listened through an entire podcast i always listen to the beginning and the end just to make sure like the recording's right, that it loaded right, etc. Yeah. Oh, but I might have to listen to this one again. It's was... very good. <laughs> Welcome to Germany. <laughs> das gut. <laughs> oh, well, we love you guys. Thank yeah. you so much. Blessings on you yes. and your... And your family and your children. No, can you please close this podcast like that, please? (laughs) And blessings on your dog and your cat. Amen. (laughs) 